Welcome to The Gold Report. I'm Dr. Simone Gold, and I'm joined today with my co-host, April Moss, investigative journalist. We want to thank our generous donors and sponsors for making The Gold Report possible. Please click like and share. The Gold Report can be delivered right to your inbox. Thank you so much for joining us today as we delve into the latest stories of the day. April, what are the top headlines this week? Well, first up, from America's Frontline Doctors' very own news team, Frontline.News, Regarding a food giant, Tyson, entering the insect yeah. market, it's, um, you know, this is the first time we're seeing it in the United States. This has been rhetoric that we've been hearing in Europe, and certainly it's part of the World Economic Forum's yeah. uh, agenda for climate change, and certainly it's on the Davos agenda as well. But now Tyson Foods is going to be ramping up and building a large facility to make basically bug food for <laughs> animals. Your take. <laughs> I, mean, I just want to be clear with people. When I first read this story, I thought bug food was like food for bugs. No, no. <laughs> they mean using the bugs themselves as food. I just want to be super clear. Yeah, this is, um, I, what do you even say to a story like this? They're trying to get yeah. animals and people to eat insects. Yeah. Well, I think it's just, it's one step closer, right, to getting to normalizing this. And, and if you read the World Economics Forum's agenda for um, global health and global food supplies over the next coming years, this is right in line. Uh, And also, it's interesting to note that in 2017, Switzerland changed its food safety laws. Now, they used it used to be completely outlawed by the EU, um, but now they've changed their food safety laws and they've become the first European country to allow the sale of insect based food for humans. And um, also in 2017, the co-op unveiled a range of mealworm burgers and and I guess meatballs made of mealworms in some of its Swiss supermarkets. So if it's happening in Europe, and now we're seeing Tyson kind of go down this road now in the United States. And just to be clear, this is right now, Tyson says they're only going to be using it for their byproducts for feeding other animals. But <laughs> Right. So, I mean, I just find this stuff also incredibly concerning. I mean, I guess the world is really dividing into two as it's, it's we started seeing that schism a couple of years ago. But you are going to have to source your food. You have to source your physician. You have to source your news. Things you really have to think about, you know, when we were younger and just growing up. You know, you know, one of these, one of the little things that kind of bothers me is there's a lot of people really believe that the food that you intake is does have some kind of spiritual significance. I mean, it's not a minority. I think probably the majority of the world believes that anybody who really believes in um, religion, spirituality, a lot of those people really do think that what you ingest is there is some connection in, in, on the spiritual level. So there's a lot of people that won't eat insects, that won't eat bugs. They just feel like it's not the right thing for for human beings. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, third world nations would see us doing this and they would be laughing. I mean, they eat mm-hmm. insects as a source of protein as a last resort. Right. So the fact that we're kind of voluntarily doing this ourselves and I don't for one moment think that Tyson is entering the space without an intention to eventually sell it to the human market. Well, especially when you read more on the World Economic Forum's website and they talk about how the cost of having livestock and a farm and they're comparing the prices on there. There's a chart between cows, pigs and other livestock, and it's so much cheaper to just have 
an right. ant farm, a bug farm, a cricket right. farm. So right, so they were talking about, um, remember a couple of years ago, cow flatulence, like that was a huge contributor right. to global warming. Yeah. I mean, they're really trying everything to propagandize you, to think that there's some problem with meat. These are individual decisions for, you know, eons. People have decided what they would eat. They, it's up to the individual person. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 very tragic. I I just want to say that it is linked in obviously to owning farmland. You know, we are very nervous if there is going to be a large landowner that is a globalist, a World Economic Forum person. We all know that Bill Gates owns a lot of farmland in America. So I just want to point out, a, you know, one of the good guys, uh, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who's concerned about land ownership, farmland ownership. Exactly. Um, this is a relatively new story, I think, in the last week where she has um, outlawed the sale of farmland from foreign entities. And specifically, she's concerned because a CCP-tied organization has bought, I think, thousands of uh, Arkansas farmland, and they have two years to sell that land and get out. So there is a timeline on that. And hopefully, I believe Florida also has a rule that the China cannot purchase farmland in Florida. Uh, so more states need to take that action to prevent that. Specifically in the Arkansas issue, though, they were talking about how the Chinese company that was owning the farmland was using chemicals and pesticides that were known to cause feminization. Oh, and so that was another health issue mm -hmm. um, as well. We have to keep an eye on these things. You know, Americans, we, we've had the luxury of having, you know, an ocean on either side. And, you know, when world wars happen, we tend to be pretty removed from mm -hmm. it. But, you know, a lot of what uh, a part of the motivation in World War II was just to create enough food for Germany, which is landlocked and didn't have a lot of farmland. So Ukraine um, is considered the breadbasket of, of that region. And so that's also contributing to why people fight. So we are also in America, we have tremendous farmland. And we absolutely have to keep an eye on it and make sure that it's not being hijacked for nefarious purposes. Yep. Next story, and I'm really curious on your um, expertise on this because it's something that a lot of parents, when they hear this headline, they're not going to really understand what it is. So I'm hoping you can help explain. But the FDA is finally announcing that it finds a safety signal of seizures in children two to five years old following the mRNA injections, and that's in Pfizer and Moderna injections. Um, most people don't know what a safety signal is. Dr. Gold, can you explain what that is? Thank you for the question. So we have, in, in medicine and the sciences, we have databases set up that would have certain parameters and certain triggers if numbers are falling outside the range. An easy example, for example, you go to see your doctor, nurse practitioner, and your child is growing, and if they're you know, outside kind of an, a certain range, you know that it's too much or too little, they're gaining too much weight or too little weight, et cetera. It's, it's an obvious concept, right? We have the same thing set up for medications and vaccines or drugs or anything like that. And it's called a safety signal. So when you reach, you know, whatever the number is, you know, 10% over the expected incidence of some disease like myocarditis, for example, or febrile seizures, it'll trigger, it'd be like a red flag at 10% maybe 20% over, 30% over. So this article is saying that the FDA has found these safety signals. In other words, higher incidence of the disease than they should otherwise see. In other words, if you normally see one child in 100 will have a febrile seizure, but now you're seeing three children in 100, that would be a safety signal. What I found disingenuous, though, about this article 
is my goodness gracious, we are at the end of 2023 and there have been so many safety signals alarming like crazy in the government's own databases. Myocarditis is one of them, but there's a, there's strokes and heart attacks and uh, many kind of clotting disorders and vasculitis and all sorts of problems and miscarriages have been much higher. All of these are safety signals that have been triggered. Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure why the FDA uh, is acknowledging it in this article. We've known about it for years. I mean, I, I guess it's a step forward, I suppose. I think it's a small step forward. And I think also for the parents that are on the fence about vaccines in general for their children and trusting pediatricians and things like that, if the FDA actually comes out and says, here's what we found, it can kind of reach that group of people that would tend to blindly trust a white coat or something like that. That's a I think good it, point. I think it lends credence to that. It does. You know, I, I just want to say, you know, I don't talk about it too often. You're a mom. I'm a mom. It, you know, it's very difficult. You go to the doctor and you don't expect the doctor to have an agenda. But the doctors are actually being financially incentivized to push shots. First of all, you should know that. You may choose to take a shot, but you should know that. It's literally not disclosed. I can't think of any other area in American society where you are not forced to disclose if you have a financial interest in something. If a doctor has a financial interest in the lab down the street or the x-ray center down the street, he must disclose it by law. If the lawyer has a financial interest in the accounting firm that they're recommending it to, they must disclose it. All Somehow you don't have to disclose if you're getting a kickback. I call it a kickback. So that's number one is that parents are not really informed. And number two, again, there is no reason for a child to take these shots. They, it's not just because they're not effective. It's just that your child will be fine if they get the SARS-2 virus. The SARS-2 virus makes you, can make you, the, the original version and then the, the deltoid, uh, Delta version could make you ill, very ill, if you were pretty frail to begin with. But it was never the case for children. I, I am, you know, shocked that it's become part of American physician vernacular to recommend this for children. Absolutely, your children should not be taking these shots. Yeah, and not only that, I think pediatricians are, for the most part, I can't speak for every single one out there, but for the most part, they're not giving parents informed consent, and they don't even know the ingredients that are in these shots. So I would say to any parent watching, that is that is your job and your responsibility to find out what what is in this shot that this doctor wants my ch child to have. And you should ask your pediatrician. I, I asked mine. I said, do, can you, if you can tell me what's in this shot, then we'll have a discussion about it. And he couldn't answer me. He just got really angry with me. I just want to share it as a doctor. I had no idea what was in the shots, none at all. So I, I mean, you have to have a little humility as doctors. You know, we look back. I never felt so arrogant that I knew everything. So if, if a patient had asked me that, I would have said, actually, I don't know. But most doctors will not do that. Most doctors, I think, feel very defensive on the subject. But first of all, they're getting paid. They're getting paid to give you the shot. And and two, they're, they're not aware. You know, it, it's very challenging because... The mom and the dad really don't know where to turn. And also in many, not many states, but there's about six states now that have really squeezed the parent really hard so the child is in school. They have to take the shots and they really have to, you know, listen to the doctor. And it's very difficult. You know, California is one of them. You know, I forget the six states. But mm -hmm. but I would say that if you want some accurate information, you can go to AFLDS.org and you can find the accurate information about the shots. But certainly these COVID shots are no good. Now, this next story, I think, is incredibly important. The Children's Health Defense is publishing a four-part series, and it's covering a nonprofit organization called Moms Across America, who funded testing results for the top U.S. fast food restaurants. This is really, really interesting. And as of the taping of this show today, 
we're going to discuss the first two reports that have been published. Again, you can find this on childrenshealthdefense.org. And this specific report is going to be highlighting animal contraceptives and high levels of toxic pesticides that have been found in the top 20 fast food chains. Hold your breath here because one of them is actually a favorite among many. (laughs) Disappointing to find out. But Dr. Gold, the study was funded again by Moms Across America at the Health Research Institute in Fairfield, Iowa. It's an independent lab. And more on this story, of course, is in The Defender. Take a look, Dr. Gold, at this article, the top brands that tested positive for glyphosate, which is the main ingredient in Monsanto's Roundup herbicide. What are some of the health impacts if someone is chronically ingesting the glyphosate? It is known to cause problems in the neurologic system. So that's a huge concern. Things like Alzheimer's, perhaps autism, which of course is multifactorial. We don't really know exactly what causes it. So that's concerning. Um, Also allergies, asthma, et cetera. Asthma is, is kind of a variant of allergies. And we don't know yet really about the immune dysfunction. It's just alarming that this would be in your food. Yeah. And, you know, we think about how many times people across the country just quickly grab something. They're hungry. They're not thinking. I mean, obviously, we all know fast food is bad for you. But this brings it to a different level because in the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, for example, they found it contained narcarbazine. Okay, thank you. (laughs) An antiparasitic that also functions as a bird contraceptive. So, I mean, so many people even think, Dr. Gold, well, at least I'm not giving my kids McDonald's. I'll take them through Chick-fil-A. the Chick-fil-A drive-through. But, you know, it's concerning. So I just have to be cautious as a doctor because I, I don't I don't know yet really the significance of all of this, but I do know that it's not being studied properly. It's not being pointed out to people properly. I imagine that there are certain levels that you're not allowed to go above, and, and, and this is perhaps exceeding it. I didn't know of this organization, Moms Across America, and I'm wondering they must have had some kind of preliminary evidence that led them to do this kind of study. So I'm wondering what that is too. So I find the story very interesting. Um, and it is disappointing about Chick-fil-A, which we do think of as a better option. Yeah. I, I, I know that the, for example, when, you know, when it says it's a bird contraceptive, we do know that testosterone levels all across the world have been diminishing for, I think about 40 or 50 years. So again, that's multifactorial. We don't know what the reasons is, but certainly when something is kind of going down globally worldwide, you have to, of course, think of food sources as a possibility. So that's really the first thing I thought of when when you pointed mm-hmm. the story out. Yeah. Uh, the article further states that 60% of samples from the U.S.'s top 10 fast food chains contained the antibiotic monensin, which can cause severe harm in humans, and it still remains unapproved for human use by the FDA. So the fact that it's being found in the food. So I do want to point out, um, and I don't have the hard facts in my fingertips, but I want to point out that American rules as it comes to food are very, very different than European. It sounds like you, you've known this. Mm-hmm. They have much more stringent rules in Europe as to what is allowed to be kind of sold, at, really in the supermarket shelves and in fast foods than we do in America. We're, we're putting all kinds of stuff in our food that they don't do in other countries. And I wonder yeah. if this is part of that. Yeah, it's interesting. And uh, I mean, obviously, we know that this is... Um, one of the major issues in this article talks about how many school lunches are provided by fast food yeah. restaurants. And so when you think about these children across the country ingesting this food, ingesting all of these chemicals, we already have, we know, an attack on um, reproductive organs and, and you know all kinds of things that are going on with our food supply. 
it's just it's concerning and if I can share with you because I think this is also what you're getting at is that it is worse for children right any effect that we might have as an adult is far worse on children because their bodies are still growing it's not just that they're small in size it's that they're still growing so there's always the potential for somebody to interfere with that growth process yeah so exactly um, these findings from this article were presented to U.S. lawmakers just last week during a congressional, congressional briefing on U.S. food toxicity. And some people from uh, farms, organic regenerative farms, have made comments saying that, listen, we should be talking to U.S. policymakers to address uh, the increase in sickness among the youth today. And also talking about a solution would be sourcing school lunches from local organic farms and there is a network called the Farm to School Network, and they do provide um, healthy alternatives for school lunches. You know, right right here, uh, where we are located in Naples, I know that Siege Table was providing school lunches. There was an initiative a few years ago where they were providing school lunches in the local area. I will say that uh, for one summer, I actually worked as a camp doctor, you know, um, for, you know, summer camp for children. And I was absolutely shocked at how many children were on asthma, allergy, or ADD meds, it was about a third of the children. I had no idea. There's really something wrong. There's really something wrong. If, you, if you're a person over age 40 or 50 years old, you'd be hard pressed to come up with one child in your class that was on an ADD med. Maybe there was an occasional child who took an asthma medication, an inhaler, like before gym class or something. That was about it. I can't think of any when I was growing up. When I'm camp doctor just about five years ago, and a third of the children are on medications. We have to start looking at what the possible causes are. And when you see the kind of increase that we're seeing, I think food is most likely. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And just to tie this up, the Health Research Institute tested samples from Taco Bell, Chipotle, Dunkin' Donuts, Wendy's, Domino's, Burger King, Subway, Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, and McDonald's. And only products from Ch- Chipotle and Subway had no detectable levels of veterinary drugs and hormones in them. So uh, I was actually surprised because Subway yeah. is a lot of lunch meat. So you would think that maybe, you know. I, don't, I, I think this is a very fascinating story. And um, kudos to these moms. And I think they'll keep the story alive. Kudos that they've already got a congressional hearing on the subject. So I think we'll be hearing about it. And I would just say, you know, as a mom or dad listening to this, just just be use common sense. Kids are still growing. So any effect that might have on an adult is just potentially worse on a child. Um, in general, fast food should be a very rare uh, event in your home. So now you have even more reason to follow those rules. Well, you know what it's time for. We are going to unveil our next offender in our deadly disinformation dozen video. Uh, but first, a special word from our sponsor. Gold Care is a doctor in your pocket. Not just any doctor, but a doctor you can actually trust. We are the replacement for the current broken healthcare system. How does it work? First, you join our private membership association, which keeps the government out of your business. Then you can schedule with a provider of your choice and meet through our proprietary telehealth platform. You can schedule a visit pretty much whenever you want and you can access your chart on demand. That's it. Your provider has no conflict of interest. The doctor-patient relationship is their only priority. There is no profit motive to stay sick or drug dependent or do lots of testing. We work to get you well and get you off prescription medications whenever that is possible. You pay a monthly membership, which includes one doctor visit per month, lots of wellness classes, 
a newsletter, and a library of information. Additional physician time is available. All costs are upfront and transparent, as it should be. If you are a person who wants to have a doctor in your pocket whom you can trust to work towards your best health, join GoldCare. If you're a business owner and you want to spend only about half of what you're currently spending on so-called health insurance, but still be financially protected, join GoldCare. If you want to actually do something to fight socialism, join GoldCare. Because you cannot be both in favor of freedom, but continue to pay premiums to fund the so-called health insurance system. This is how we change the system. Do something for yourself, your family, and your nation. Join GoldCare today and put a doctor in your pocket. So this week on the Deadly Disinformation Dozen List, number four, Dr. Zha. Dr. Zha was the Surgeon General in the Biden White House, and the things he said will make your head spin. The White House pointed to an aggressive online misinformation effort by a handful of bad actors. Misinformation on social media is killing people. So I think the science on masks is actually quite clear that masks work. No study in the world that shows that masks work that well. So you're never going to get the kind of benefit from mandatory year-round masks. There's no study in the world that shows that masks work that well. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our number four on the list of the Deadly Disinformation Dozen. Every week, we will continue to unveil another offender. And by the end of this year, we'll get to all 12 of them. Uh, so far, we've had the Biden administration. We've uh, had Michelle Walensky. Yes. And then, of Fauci. course, Fauci. <laughs> many more still to come. So uh, stay tuned for that. But Dr. Gold, you're going to be uh, speaking at an event coming up in a couple of weeks. And it sounds Fascinating. Tell us about the Walkacon event. So, if you've ever heard of hashtag Walkaway, the Walkaway movement, this was a movement started by an influencer named Brandon Strzok, who um, himself was left leaning Democrat. And after the Trump Clinton election, he kind of reevaluated things. He's gay. It's you always have to say that because. Um, the leftists always try to think they've co-opted the entire gay community. It's not true. They're, more, they're as um, diverse as any other community. So he started this movement called Hashtag Walkaway. So this is the anniversary of the Walkaway movement, and I will be speaking there. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. It's in West Palm Beach. The URL, if you want to get tickets, is, I believe it is walkawayanniversary.com, walkawayanniversary.com, and uh, let's see, Katie Hopkins will be there. Rudy Giuliani will be there. Lara Trump will be there. I'll be there. The Schlapps. It'll be really great. It does sound like a great event, and people locally in Florida can get tickets for that on that website. And that wraps up the Gold Report for today. We're so glad that you joined us. Please make sure you visit thegoldreport.com. Feel free to submit your questions that you have for Dr. Gold. We're happy to answer those on the show each week. And... We're excited for another another week of The Gold Report. The Gold Report, one set of facts. True today, true, true tomorrow. tomorrow.